0: Listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM, and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania, right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am, you can hear what the Bible says about past, current, and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is and why we're here and where we're going, and also experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have David
1: Maxwell joining us all the way from Launceston. Welcome, David. Yeah, welcome Jason. It's nice to be here. It's a beautiful weather up here in Launceston today. It's going to
0: be a nice day down here too. I can uh, the, the sun has already come out, the blue skies are there and uh, not a hot day but uh, around about 20 degrees down here so it'll be mm. a nice day.
1: Yeah, lovely.
0: So, uh, David, it's good to have you back here another week, another th- another Thursday, and um, you've been doing a new series this year. Or this is our second episode of the new series called "Reflecting Jesus." Mm. And uh, you know, last uh, year you shared a lot of your personal experiences and the challenges that you've had through your life. Uh, but I understand that uh, this time our introductory stories are going to be focused around the blessings
1: in your life. So uh, what have you got mm. for us today? Yeah, uh, there's, there's been a lot of blessings in my life and I, I want to share some of those from week to week. And uh, this this is a blessing. And uh, when I share things that... Uh, perhaps uh, experiences from my past that weren't particularly good. I'm in no way glorifying those behaviours. I want people to know that. Mm. But what I'm what I'm trying to do is share in those experiences how God came through and God made a difference in my life. And that's one of the ones I want to share today. Um, there were there were some times many many years ago. I had a, a very fast V8. Um, it was a panel van, it was all done up, uh, tricked out, uh, bobble windows. I've, I've and got to ask the question, was it, it a Holden or a Ford? <laughs> it was a Ford, of okay. course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was a Holden guy. <laughs> sorry,
1: sorry, yes, it was definitely, it was a Ford XC308 okay. for those men out there listening and I, I really enjoyed driving it but I, I was very immature in the way I drove and uh, there were was, was some times when I, I used to do lots of burnouts and lots of those hoony sorts of things and I, I tried doing it in the wet once just before this particular incident and it highlighted the fact to me that I'm, I wasn't good uh, in the wet and handling wet and slippery roads. So that that's some background to this particular event. Okay. This, this particular event was really significant for me because it, it highlighted something to me that, firstly, I wasn't as good as I thought I was, and secondly, um, the event that happened, as I'll share in a moment, uh, was so far out of my comfort zone, and the thing that happened was so surreal that I knew it wasn't me, it was something... Else or someone else helping me. So, what was happening was uh, it was a wet day. <clears throat> I was in Brisbane on the north side and had a friend who had a also had a Ford. Oh, I don't even remember. I think it was a Ford Escort or something. Um, no, Tel- Telstar or something oh, like yeah, that. Yep. And so I was. We were driving together. We were going much faster on this sixty-kilometre stretch of road than we were supposed to be going. But we were racing together, just you know, friendly banter kind of thing. And as we came up over this hill, doing about a hundred in a sixty, there was a fellow pulling out into my lane. Um, from an island break in the four lanes so we had two lanes on one side, two on the other and he was pulling into my lane and all of this that transpired in the next few seconds was simply seconds it happened in seconds and he had looked, saw me coming over the hill, realised boy he's going fast, I need to get out of this lane Mm. he's gone into the left hand lane I've decided at that same split second I need to get out of this lane I went into the left hand lane My friend jammed on the brakes and he slowed right down, fortunately. And because I'd already started going left, I knew from this previous experience if I went back right again, I'd lose control and we'd have a terrible accident. And somehow right there, there was a a bus um, pull-in lane where a bus would pull in, Mm. pick people up at the uh, concrete shelter and then pull back out. And in the space of that bus shelter, I went around him in the bus shelter, and the next instance, I looked up and I could see him in the in the mirror. I was in front of him, obviously slowed down quite a bit, and I don't know how I got around him. I don't physically remember going around him, mm. but I was around him. I was in I was. I was um, safe. I, and my friend behind me, he he also said, "How did you do that?" I said, "I don't know. I'm not that good on a wet road." Um, and it was it was an incident that really shook me up. Mm. It it was almost like somebody moved me around that car, because even going at that speed, there's no way I I physically could have got around him in that short period of time. And it was something that really woke me up. Um, it, it it helped me to realise that, you know there's got to be something to all the things I learned about God. There's got to be something uh, out there that helped me there at that particular instance because what should have happened was I should have gone straight into that concrete um, bus shelter and destroyed myself and the car and the shelter probably mm. or, having swerved the other way, uh, had a terrible accident. Mm. And so it was It was a powerful Lesson for God's interaction in my life, um, His intervention in my life, and and I think one of the important things about that was I wasn't following Him at the time. Yeah, you know, for I, sure. Yeah, I, mm. I, I wasn't. I wasn't a, a Christian. I wasn't going to church. I didn't accept Him in my life. I wasn't doing any of those things that you would expect to be doing, and then having God. Um, help you with things, you know. You know, as we say, oh, I've got to be doing the right thing, or God's not going to help me. I, I wasn't in that situation, mm. and here was God reaching out and helping me in a way that I'd never understand. And and why God cared for me when I turned my back on Him, I'll never really fully understand that, Jason. I I, I don't I don't comprehend why God does that. But I think it comes back to what we talked about last week about his love. And we'll talk a little bit about his joy uh, this week. But you know, his love is not selfish love. He doesn't say, well, I'll love you if you do this. Um, and, and that's something I still come to terms with. You know, it's hard to come to terms with. But it was another incident here that helped me think that you know, the issues in life are bigger than just me. And I know that God was watching over me not in answer to my prayers because i wasn 't praying at all, but it was in the answer to someone else 's prayers, and in this instance, it was answers to my mother 's prayers I, I mm. believe because she would pray every day. It would be fascinating you know
0: if if we could see the unseen mm. and uh, and have a bit of a glimpse as to how many times God intervened in our lives but also the lives of others you know when uh we we as you said we you know often people aren't following god but uh but god mm. still uh i guess he still has a plan for them and he uh, yeah. he he still intervenes to
1: protect them at times so he does he does and so it was a blessing to me because of the answer to my mother's prayers so mm. it's you know, in in i guess extension it was a blessing to her as well Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, sure So um, today uh, we're continuing on with our series What's the actual uh, topic of of what we're going to talk about today, David?
1: Yeah, we're going to talk about joy Um, That's a a very important topic So we've talked about love, which is a characteristic of God And now we're going to talk about joy and the characteristic of, of God And how we can reflect this in our daily lives And I have a listener question that I would like people to perhaps respond to, I mean they can respond you'll give them the te- the, the text yeah, number yeah. to come in on later, yeah. but they can respond to anything we have in the show and I really appreciated the couple that uh, responded last week, it was mm. nice to have people um, re- uh, reflecting on, on what we were talking about but the question I'd like you to think about if you're out there listening would be would you like to share a time when you were filled with joy over some event that happened to you, and I'll share some events that happened to me as well and the joy that I had from them. But we'd like to hear about any uh, event that happened in your life that you were over the moon, as they call it. You were just filled with joy. Hmm.
0: Well, that's going to be good to get into this topic. Uh, it sounds like a good topic. Um, but before we do, the number for today and uh, every day for Tassie Encounters, it's our special show number, 0488 880891 Text us in your answer to this uh, question. Share, share a time in your life when you were filled with joy over something that was happening uh, to you. Um, also, just a reminder that you can go back and listen to our past episodes on the FaithfM website. That's faithfm.com.au and also the Faith FM app that you can get from the Android and the Apple app stores. David, we might go to a break, and uh, this first song is I Am Joseph. or It's also subtitled God Is With Us, and it's by mm. Stephen Curtis Chapman.
2: I am married I'm traveling on a journey And I'm carrying a promise I can't see I'm scared and I'm excited I don't really know what lies ahead of me And I'm a shepherd on a hillside As common as the clothes I wear That smell like I've been sleeping in a barn The last people in this world To ever bow before a king But here we are And God is with us And God is for us This is my story This is my song And I am Herod in the palace that my pride can build around me, I start thinking I'm the one and only king, trying desperately to stay upon a throne that never did belong to me, and I am riding with the wise men, over hills and through the darkest valleys, fixed on the star that lights our way, bringing I have to give in worship When I finally see my Savior's face Hurts and fears, all our unworthiness and shame. Knowing every one of us is the reason that He came. And God is with us. And God is for us. This is our story. And this is our song. Our God is for us all. He's for us all. He's for us all. Our God is with us.
0: You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and this morning we're t- uh, talking with David Maxwell on the topic of joy on his series titled "Reflecting Jesus." Now, before the break, we asked a question: Would you like to share a time when you were filled with joy over some event? that happened to you and you can text us your answer on 0488 880 mm. but during the break David from Western Australia has texted in and uh, for him he says uh, these a number of events that brought him great joy uh, the first was uh, in 1986 when his wife said I do well that <laughs> that's uh, that's a good thing to be joyful about mm. and uh, at the being present at the birth of his six children And also five grandsons, he uh, is filled with joy over those things. So Mm. that's wonderful. Thanks, David, for sharing with us. Now, uh, we're going to continue on. Now, David, um, we're going to have a look at this topic of joy, which is another one of the characteristics of God. Um, Mm. Last week, we talked on the characteristic of love. So Mm. how would you like to start us off on this today?
1: Yeah, thanks, uh, Jason. Yeah, I'd like to take a look at this characteristic of joy, and, and I want to first look at it as a reflection of God's joy, and then we'll look at it a little bit deeper in, in how we experience that, how we reflect that. That's that's important because the title of the series, of course, is reflecting Jesus. So first thing I'd like to do is pray, and then we're going to read Galatians five nineteen to 26 a shortened version of what we read last week, and this time I'm going to have you read it from the NLT, or the New Living Translation. So over the weeks, we're going to choose different translations to give you a, a different view on the interpretation of it as well. So let's pray first. Sure. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we still have your word and as we open it to find out more about you and how we can reflect you better, speak to us today in your name. Amen. Amen. So Galatians 5, 19 to 26, please, Jason.
0: Yeah, and this is the New Living Translation. So it says, when you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, Quarrelling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness gentleness and self-control there is no law against these things those who belong to christ jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there since we are living by the spirit let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another
1: Thanks, Jason. And I'd like to just highlight a quick thing there before we go on. And, and that is, it says in verse 21, you know, as it's finishing off that big long list that, as we said last week, I'm sure we can all identify with something in that list. It says, anyone living that sort of life. Mm. It's not saying people who do these things you know unwillingly accidentally even purposely sometimes but it's not the nature of the, or direction of their life that's what this is saying someone who lives like that kind of thing all the time does those things purposely all of those things or many of those things mm. so just to give people courage just because you may identify with something in that list doesn't mean you're on that side of the coin if you like yeah so my opening illustration to help us understand what is joy today is uh, an illustration entitled The Four-Week Castle. Now, I hope I pronounced this properly. Any German people out there, please um, forgive my bad uh, pronunciation, but the Monte Schlossen is a palatial building which sits on an idyllic hill in the city of Salzburg in Austria. It was a birthday gift to a fair lady, and the giver of this gift, or uh, well, the promise for for giving this gift, was from the Count of Honens, ruler of Salzburg from uh, 1612 to 1619, and we'll mention his name in a moment, <clears throat> but the recipient... Of this expensive gift was the beautiful Barbara Maybon, and I'm sure it was beautiful to him. I don't know if we have a picture of her, but you can certainly look that up yourself. The Count had promised her this uh, beautiful gift, but it was promised in a moment of tenderness. So there was some kind of um, you know beautiful moment between them, and he made this promise: "I'm going to build you a castle, build mm. you a big, big palatial building." But it was soon forgotten, and it wasn't until Barbara's birthday was only four weeks away. Suddenly, the Count remembers his pledge, but four weeks. Wow, Um, that seems to be a little bit too late. It it is. is (laughs) Anything he could do about it, even in that time. uh, It took us three months to build a small house. Well, Mm. the people who were building it says something about the building um, projects today. But as the story goes, he summons his subjects... He eloquently describes his predicament, and then he calls on them to help his count, or help their count, so that uh, he didn't disappoint his um, his fair maiden, if you like. And so a large number of masons, bricklayers, carpenters, and all of those workmen get together to redeem the count's word. They labour night and day, with very little rest or pay, and there's different stories about this, so... You you can probably take it with a pinch of salt. But anyway, they work in shifts. They complete the building within that four weeks, just in time for Barbara's birthday. So surely in their time with the resources they had and and all of the the, the capabilities, the lack of capabilities they had compared to what we have today, it must have been an all-time building record, I reckon, Jason.
0: I reckon uh, we'd be hard-pressed to do anything that fast here today. Oh,
1: absolutely. Too much greed. Mm. But here they wanted to redeem their count. And so can you imagine the joy that the count must have experienced, having had so much effort made on his behalf to fulfill such a lavish promise? You know, these people, they might have respected their count, but they really didn't have any buy-in except for maybe getting some work, and many of them did it for free. We all need joy in our lives, but when we don't have it, or we elusively search for it and, and, and eludes our grasp, our lives seem Incomplete uh, for many of us today. So today we're going to look at the the fruit of the Spirit in the joy that comes from God. The joy that comes from God.
0: I know this is just uh, backtracking a little bit, David, but mm. um, you know something that takes the joy out of building projects and that's all the red tape that we have to go through.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> but uh, but it is a, it's, a, it's an amazing experience to build something and to see it come to com- completion. So...
1: That, yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, I remember that when I was building my house, that it was a very satisfying experience.
1: It really is. And then, you know, doing the finishing touches yourself. There's mm. a lot of joy in that as well. Mm. So so what is joy? You know, joy is something that's mentioned a lot in the Bible. In the New Testament alone, it's mentioned over 60 times as joy, joyful or joyfully. You know, in the Greek, the key word or the root word for this is kara, and it means to delight in or at something so most people understand that as david shared a little bit earlier also one of the things that jumped to mind for me in uh, the the overwhelming joy that we can experience is the joy of birth mm. now for the for the wife it's not necessarily all that much fun but i don't know how this works after the birth the pain and all of that suffering is forgotten um it can be even very difficult birth, and I, the people that were in the hospital with us. There was a lady there who experienced uh, almost three days of labour, you know, and they had a terrible experience. But afterwards, the joy—perhaps the joy is made even greater because of that struggle that they faced. Mm. But nevertheless, it's a part—it's a part of our lives that we can't explain to someone else who's never had kids. You know, it, it's a powerful, powerful, joyful experience. You were going to say something. I was going to say it's a bit like uh, I remember
0: some of our uh, church members did the um, point to pinnacle race. Okay, and uh, that's a it's a really hard marathon, basically uh, climbing up Mount Wellington. Wow. And uh, but I imagine that when they got to the top, exhausted though they may be, it would have been a very good feeling to know that they've achieved something like that.
1: Hmm. Mm.
0: A bit like childbirth.
1: Yes, you're right. But is that what this word joy is talking about in the Bible? We can have a look in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 10, and I'm also going to read this from the New Living Translation. And it's talking about the promise of the birth of Jesus and these wise men that were coming from the east. It said, When they saw the star, they were filled with joy filled with joy so they were really happy i can imagine you know they were traveling from one place to another and they were following this sign that they'd seen Uh, in luke chapter 2 and verse 10 we have the expression of joy from the angels and i'd like to read that also in the nlt Uh, but the angel reassured them so the The shepherds were in the the fields. They had these angels turn up in in the sky and, and start telling them things. And they're absolutely terrified. But the angel reassures them and says, don't be afraid. He says, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. Great joy. To all people so it's amazing that this delight that they ex- that they're going to experience is the messiah that they were looking for the one that would bring delight the one that would be bringing deliverance they thought it was from the the romans of course but real joy from god actually comes from deliverance from sin mm. and i wonder if you've ever thought of what it is that brings god joy you know, We talk about our own joy, but what is it that brings God joy? And here we see that the joy that comes from God and comes to humankind is God seeing us being saved, delivered from Satan's kingdom, if you like, and back into his kingdom. And this beginning of this, this plan that we get to see is Jesus arriving on earth in Bethlehem and it's something that's going to be joyous for all mankind.
0: So really what you're saying is that uh, God gets joy out of helping us and uh, saving us, specifically all of humanity.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's mm. right. Look, I, I don't know the other things that God gets joy out of. There's no way I can know that. Mm. But I do know that he gets joy out of doing this, mm. uh, certain from the Bible. You know, as I read it, that God gets a great amount of joy seeing people drawn out of Satan's kingdom and back into his. That is clear. Mm. Well, just a reminder
0: to our listeners, uh, you can text us in your answer to a a time in your life when you were filled with joy over some event that happened to you. Text us in on 488 And later in the program, we've got a free book offer, and it's called God Has a Home for You. We'll tell you more about that after this break. This is brought to you here by Sydney Wolverton.
3: Don't worry. About everything around you Everything around you And don't freak out If you don't feel me beside you Just look up, I'm reminding you to Sing a new song And let the rain clouds cry Their tears of joy And dance all around you Though a thousand may fall And dead may surround you I have brought you here La la, oh yeah, oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, So be happy with the love.
0: made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're talking with David Maxwell this morning on uh, Reflecting Jesus and the topic of joy. David, uh, before the break we were talking about how God receives joy when he sees uh, people who previously, I guess, been lost in sin return to him. Mm. And uh, I, it made me think, David, you're a a pastor, a church pastor, and you have mm. the privilege of uh, studying with people and um, and baptizing. And uh, how does that make
1: you feel? Look, I'll give you an example. It's, it's an amazing feeling, one that I can't explain until someone ex- experiences it themselves. But uh, when before I was a pastor, I was privileged to still love doing Bible studies. I studied with someone, and this one particular person, or many people I studied with, but it was one particular person who, because I'd had so much input into studying with him, and my church pastor was just leaving it for me to study with him, when he was ready for baptism, the pastor said, I want you to get in the font with him Mm. when he's baptized. Mm-hmm. I can't explain what that felt like mm. to be to to have had a part in somebody making a decision that that went beyond this life into mm. the next mm. it was it was just amazing um, and so that experience made me want to do it again as quickly as possible
0: <laughs> and it's not that we can save people but just to be no.
1: a, a part of that process is... reconnecting people yeah, to God that's right mm. so that's, that was powerful stuff and so as I continue on here um, and answer that question about the difference between God's joy and our joy I can jump to a place in Genesis that helps me to understand it a little bit more. You know, can I really understand what it's like for God to experience joy? In Genesis 1 and verse 26 to 27, this is what it says about how God creates us. And it says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us or in our likeness, if you've got another version. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the wild animals on the earth, and all the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in his own image, in the image of God he created them, male and female he created them. So God creates us with similar characteristics as what he has. He gives us power to rule over other things whether we do that well or whether we do that badly is our choice but god gives us some of that power that he has he also makes us look like him and he makes us be like him so the word translated there's two words here image and likeness the word image in the hebrew means among other things replica now on my cupboard here if anyone could see They could see replica model planes yeah. Those model planes are a scale model In some details Very, very detailed Of the big things the, the real aircraft Now, they can't fly And you can't put a person inside them But it's a replica And by looking at this this replica I can understand and, and see What the real thing is looking like Or what should look like mm. um, Yes, it's inferior but it's as much like the original as possible, as I said, sometimes to the finest details. So our feelings, our emotions and our ability to communicate and create things is much like God's because he created us to be like that. The word translated likeness from the Hebrew also means, among other things, shape. So God makes us to look like and be like him in many, many ways ways. Now, that's important. That's really important. That opens up a whole another avenue when people's, in people's thinking about, so we look like God. How do we look like God? Well, mm. how was Jesus seen on this earth before he came as Jesus, God the Son, and when he came as Jesus, he came like a man. And that's how they saw him. But they knew It was God. Old Testament, you see, they see this man and they know it's God. And so this is how God interacts with us. So I see that God makes us look like him, but he also makes us be like him in many, many ways. So as we experience our emotions, in many ways, they must be much like the emotions that God has and experiences. Now, I can't say we're God-like in the sense that we are gods, but we are like god in the sense that we have emotions and feelings, much like Him. So, as we experience those things, we are experiencing some of what God experiences. Um, I hope I'm making that clear for people. Mm. Uh, some people might say well you know we're tainted by sin we're selfishness greedy you're saying gods like that you know and all these these other you know that list we read earlier in galatians well yeah you're right you'd be right we are tainted by those things so there must be a way that we can experience and uh, distinguish between the uh, god-like joy and the joy that's human-like so we know whether we've really experienced it. So if you've got your Bibles and, and you'd like to quickly flick over to Timothy, in First Timothy, First uh, 1 Timothy 1:17, it talks about God being eternal. While everyone else is mortal, I'm, I'm watching the time, and I'm not going to actually go and read that. But that verse, First Timothy six sixteen, First Corinthians fifteen fifty three to fifty four, all talks about man's mortality and God's immortality, and He's the only one that has immortality. So if we are mortal, we're temporary; uh, our bodies wear out. Most of us know that. We've all got aches and pains, and the older we get, the more aches we get. We also realize, if we're fair in our understanding, that our emotions are temporary as well. Most of us have experienced anger. Now, you don't stay angry all your life. Unfortunately, some people do. But it's a temporary feeling. It's a temporary emotion. And it's because we're tainted with sin. Those things don't last. But the emotions that come from God's presence within us through the Holy Spirit are eternal. For example, I, I want to actually ex- expand on that to help us to understand what I'm talking about here. I can remember there's something called buyer's joy. I can remember I was working for a big company once, really big company, I had lots of money, and uh, I had the opportunity to buy an expensive car. Now, for me, it was expensive. Anything over 40000 is probably expensive for a car. Um, and this car was over 50000 and I was able to afford it at the time. <clears throat> and I can remember being excited and joyful and, and really looking forward to finally having something that would last and be of really high quality. Um, I remember having that new car smell. You know, anyone who's bought a new car knows what that smells like. And we had it for very, you know, a lot of months when you could smell that. But the joy soon faded when I started having some issues with it, even under the warranty period. And it seemed to take the shine off having spent so much only to be treated like I was making these things up, because you can often not reproduce them. But then godly joy comes in a different way. Human joy is temporal and short-lived, but godly joy, I can remember back to my baptism. I can remember when my mum and dad were present. They weren't of the same faith, but my wife made sure that they were there, and it was there was so much joy in turning around and seeing them when I stood up in the front of the church. My mum and my dad and some other people. I really, really appreciated having there. The joy of being forgiven, freed from my past sin and guilt, and being made with right right with God is something that still hasn't left me. I've had. I've still got that joy. Um, some thirty thirty something years later, I'm not. You know, happy and, uh, and bubbly and joyful and run around with a smile on my face every single day um, all the time. But but I have this deep-seated assurance that I'm saved, I have a relationship with God, my hurts and pain and sin from the past are gone and I'm right with God.
0: So um, really joy is is a, a, a deep-seated sense of happiness or a calm a peace that you have uh, it 's not just the bubbly happiness that we sometimes um, connect with joy i guess
1: yeah that 's right it doesn 't disappear at the first sign of trouble that comes along there 's that peace that happens you know I had a, a health issue some time ago, and even through that health issue, um, there was a peace there was a there was a joy, there was a happiness there was a yeah i 'll talk more about peace next week, but there was just that 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 happiness that's calm and assuring
0: the book offer for today is god has a home for you its uh subtitle is help in daily living this is by ellen g white have you ever wondered about heaven is it a real place and is jesus truly coming to take his children home if you've asked these questions or other questions you'll find helpful answers in this book god has a home for you Right after the break, we'll give you the code for that. But right now, this is Joy Comes in the Morning by Michelle Mikkelhager. <laughs>
4: I wait at the foot of the cross, have mercy on this dust, in you I put my trust, for I know your choice. When the darkness is frightening Through the thunder and lightning We know we have nothing to fear Have mercy on this dust In you we put our trust
0: Into Tasey Encounters on Faith FM and this morning we're talking with David Maxwell and we're finishing up his program today with the topic of joy now before the break I promised a code to our free book offer today and the book title is God Has a Home for You, Help in Daily Living and uh, the code to get that book today is reflect number two, no spaces reflect number two zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one is the number text it in, reflect number two, and we can get that book out to you so David, uh just before the break, uh, you were saying that god 's joy is like a I guess a calm happiness and assurance. Um, it was interesting that song talked about that, even though we go through mm. difficult times uh, we still have that that sense of calmness and and peace. Um, So, uh, to finish off, how would you like to, uh, I guess, expand on that to finish us up today?
1: Yeah, just in the break I was thinking, you know, some people may be thinking, well, I experience joy, I'm not a Christian, Um, does that mean I don't really have joy? And that's that's a fair question too, you know, yes, we do have joy. As I was saying before, we experience these emotions because God gave us these emotions to experience So I was saying that the joy of God is like a deep-seated happy assurance that doesn't change with the seasons of life, if you like. But this kind of joy that comes from God, the kind of joy that, that God gives us, is more than just human happiness. I mentioned earlier that many things bring happiness. It brings joy, but sometimes the newness of it wears off, or something better comes along um, or there might be some issue in relation to it, and the happiness is quickly replaced by something else. There is there is an emotion that's that's also got another title, just like buyer's joy. We've got something called buyer's remorse. Mm. And some of you may have experienced this. It's an emotion that happens uh, when something of significance is is purchased. Then, not long afterwards, the buyer regrets spending the money and wishes they hadn't. It can happen with big things, it usually does happen with big things like a house, a car, a laptop or some other expensive item, it might even be a phone these days. But uh, it can also come with smaller purchases as well. This it, It's similar to uh, an emotion called bet regret. You've seen this on TV, <coughs> I'm sure. Someone bets on impulse and then they wish they hadn't. Before the bet or the impulsive purchase, there's this impulsive feeling of having something new. Oh, it's going to be nice to have a new car or a new house. Or, you know, when I win the lotto, uh, you know, this big win, and then you put so much money into this, this um, impulsive purchase, then afterwards you regret. You regret. As soon as you've done it, you think, I shouldn't have done that. Now I don't have the money or now I've got 25 years of debt or whatever it might be. We find that joy is just a passing feeling—the joy that comes before the purchase. But the Bible actually mentions something about that kind of joy. You know, the the joy that's passing, that's fleeting. We can find it in Luke chapter eight, verse eleven to thirteen. Some of you will know this, and I, I think you were hearing about this from one of our other presenters this week about the parable of the sower. So I don't want to steal any thunder there, but I think, I just, I think it's next Monday's.
0: So is it coming okay? Up.
1: Yeah, okay, coming up. Good, but just in this these two verses, it talks about feelings. Uh, the meaning of this parable: uh, the seed is God's word. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message only to have the devil take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and receive it with joy but since they don't have deep roots they believe for a while then they fall away when they face temptation so you see there the type of joy that's been spoken spoken about here already in our program it's a joy that's fleeting it passes it's not deep seated so as outlined in the parable of the sower worldly joy doesn't last nor does joy of even salvation if it's not followed up by nurture study or christian growth uh, as we read um, as we read further down in the parable the lasting joy of god comes from a patient and persevering heart that's fully connected to god so what's required is true repentance a turning away from sin and when this happens there's real joy in heaven if we flick across to chapter 15 in luke and verse 10 this is this is a powerful verse i really love this in the same way there is joy in the presence of god's angels when even one sinner repents when even one sinner repents i want you to just think about that just for a moment with all the beauty and perfection in heaven God and the angels take real delight in seeing humans find Jesus, turn away from their sinful ways, and, and be saved. Now I'm watching the time, and I, I'm, I'm not going to look up another verse that I was going to read. But when you when you look at verses like Ezekiel 18:27 to 28, you see that the reason that this joy is so great in heaven is that people completely. Turn away from that old way of living. A bit like those verses we talked about in Galatians earlier today, and we said that, that that it's when you're living that kind of life that you're not connected with God. But when you turn away from that, you might still make mistakes, but you're not living that way anymore. And when that complete change of direction happens from doing those natural sinful things to choosing to follow God and obey Him, there's real change joy in heaven and we feel that joy in our own hearts as well that's that experience i've had 30 years ago and i'm still having it today there's a joy there's that fruit of having god in our lives is the joy and we have that joy because of what he's done for us and he's living within us so the many things that bring us joy nothing gives us the real joy peace and contentment, like finding the repentance and salvation that comes in Jesus. It's not just a fleeting happiness, it's a deep-seated love. It's a deep-seated happiness. It's a deep-seated contentment. And it's why joy follows love. Because God is love, as I shared in my previous presentation, without love it's impossible to please God. So when God is within through the Holy Spirit – then we have the Holy Spirit's characteristics that begin to develop these characteristics in us. So it's important that we see that love is first, joy is next. And we'll talk more about that uh, that progression in the, the fruit of the Spirit and the characteristics of God as we go through in the next programs as well. Jesus sums up this link between him his love and his joy in john fifteen nine, i want to read this as the father loved me i also have loved you abide in my love if you keep my commandments you will abide in my love just as i've kept my father's commandments and abide in his love these things i've spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full and that's really summing up i think the whole idea of the joy that comes from God. It's my prayer that you'll all find this joy of God in your lives today as well.
0: Thank you, David. Now, um, earlier on, I, I said that the uh, the parable of the sower is coming up next week, but it was actually Monday. I've, I've got so many things going on in my mind that I've forgotten that I did that, that uh, topic with David uh, Leo on Monday. Now, um, David, your program for next week is titled Peace. Um, we'll look forward to having you back next Thursday, uh, with that topic. And of course, tomorrow we've got, uh, Connecting the Dots. That's where I will be sharing it with Tabitha um more of the uh, the journey that uh, uh, that I started sharing last friday so please do join us tomorrow as well and remember the code for today reflect number 2 for the book titled god has a home for you Thanks, David. Uh, we hope uh, all of our listeners have benefited from today and uh, that wherever you are, you have a great day. And, Thanks, uh, we look forward to talking with you again next week, David. This is Joy in the Journey by Michael Card.
5: There is a joy Pardon for all who believe Hope for the hopeless inside.
1: This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.